Well, good morning, good morning. We did have a great time, and I mean, I think uh, there are people there that didn't care for baseball. There weren't baseball fans, but they were there just to have fellowship, and that's what we did. We just had a lot of fun. And I had never, you know, you go to a game, and they're, they're you know, when you get around a whole lot of people, there's people that uh, indulge in, in other things that are available at the game. And so they were very loud. And so when the other team, we were right out in left field. I mean, the left fielder is from almost maybe me to, to wave at me, Roy. Well, you know, that's about how far he was. He's not that far. And so these, uh, there's these guys, and they are heckling, just yelling, all kinds of, you know, just stuff like, you got skinny legs, you couldn't catch a chicken, and, you know, all kinds of stuff. And he's, he's being very good. He's turned around. And, you know, he's smiling, and of course, they beat the Clippers like 11 to 1, you know, so he's really, we're, guys are like, just shut up, please. But anyway, you know, I'm, I'm saying to Ron, I said, God is working in my life, because I want to just say, guys, can you just quit? The guy in front of me was from another church, that so we were there kind of together as churches, and he said, let's do reverse heckling. I had never heard reverse heckling, so I'm going to give you a sample. This isn't verbatim of what he said, but at the end... We were, I mean, the whole place was cracking up that was around us. He goes, I bet you're going to marry a beautiful wife. You're going to have great kids. That'll change the world. And everybody, there's people that are like. <laughs> and he says, you probably went to college. You're going to do wonderful things. God loves you. <laughs> Guys just like, I don't even think the guy knew what to do, but it was, it was so funny. We had such a good time. Let's say hi to our online crowd. God bless you guys. Thanks for joining us. This message today, if, if I'm not preaching to you, I'm going to be preaching to me because all of this week preparing this, I'm like, no. We're going to talk today about patience. I'm going to hurry up and get to it. But uh, we just want to welcome you. We are, we're so glad you're here. If you're a guest today, you fill out that connection card, go to the welcome kiosk out there. Somebody's going to give you a free t-shirt, a CD if you want it. We're here to just bless you. We're, we're so glad you're with us. If you're online, hang with us. Come out and see us live if you can. Uh, I handed out my card to people that live in Columbus just because they can watch us online now. So, you know, uh, Scott looked down. He goes, yep, PB's doing the thing. <laughs> just hand out cards. But it was good. We had so much fun. You're at the right place at the right time because I think everybody here, if we are honest, we all need more patience. Now, I'm not talking about the place where the hospital where there's people inside. I'm talking about patience. I'm talking about just being able to go, okay, I'm, again, speaking to myself. How many in here would say, I want what God wants? Man, that is a great statement, and isn't it easy to say? It flows so good off the tongue. I want what God wants. You sound so spiritual. But inside, we're we really want what we want. Don't make my flesh cry out anymore. So I want to talk about this just for a second. Um, it needs to sink in uh, that we need to understand, you know, when we're growing up, it was pretty, pretty evident if you watched a movie or uh, there was the good guy and the bad guy. And you, before you, it didn't take you long to figure out who was good and who was bad and all of that. But we know as, as we've gotten in here, the enemy is a deceiver. He's very slick. He's very sly. He knows what to do. And he is a liar. And he is the father of lies. And he's good at it. 
And nothing good comes from him. We need to establish this right from the beginning. There is no time, not one, the enemy is going to do anything good or right. And you need to understand that every good thing comes from God. And you need to get this in your knower, down in your base, your foundation. If it's bad, God didn't do it. You need to understand that. The enemy isn't silent. He's spreading garbage all the time. Bad news, lies. He's always about doing something to go against the word or God's kingdom. There's always something. And if you believe them even secretly, now I gotta go here, so you gotta be with me here, you gotta understand, because in, in a in public setting, we're like, oh, I, I, I would never believe that. But sometimes inside, we're like, I'm trying not to believe that. You cannot believe that the enemy will do anything good. You need to under, you put it to rest. He's not going to do anything good. He just comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So you've got to put that down where it needs to go. Because it costs your belief system. And I'm not saying you're not human. I get it. The, the guy that says, God, I, I want to believe. Help my unbelief. Anybody in here ever have unbelief? Because I'd have to have my hand up. Because there's times in life you just feel like you're just like that piece of taffy that's just stretched. And when are you going to snap? There's a lot of ideas about patience in the world. There's ideas about it in church, Christian circles. Some are true, some are not. Just because you're a Christian doesn't mean everything you do is right. Come on. Or everything you say is correct. Have you ever believed something you thought, that's the way it is, and then God revealed it to you different, and you saw it different in the Word, and you're like, I always thought it was this way. Well, let's clear some things up. Patience is a fruit of the Spirit. And patience is so it's, it's so important that it makes all the other things work from it. Let me, let me explain. It makes the other fruit work because if you give up or quit, you get nothing. You get nada. You can have, think about it, love, joy, peace. How many of you know there's sometimes you love people but you don't like them and it's going to take patience or you want peace, but you're walking in a storm. If you quit, how are you not going to quit? You're going to have to use patience. Are we on the same page? We're going to have to grab what God has given us and say, okay. Because even when you're under pressure, the enemy's going to want you to quit. What is he at? He wants you to stop. What is he after when the word is sown? He's after the word because the word takes time to grow. Fruit has to grow. And if he can get you to stop and not have patience it won't get to where it needs to be so that it will make a difference in your life bible patience goes after a promise a dream a desire a blessing for as long as it takes i'm again i'm talking to myself it, it'll keep you standing and believing the word of god it'll keep you believing what god says until that promise until that manifestation until what you're believing for happens so what i'm going to teach you this morning is you can't afford to buy lies anymore as, as my wife said the lord had, had said to her playtime is over there's too many lies for everyone. let's just believe the word because you know if we know the truth it sets us what it sets us free 
How many enjoyed praise and worship tonight or today? That was amazingly anointed. And I'm sitting here and I started crying and the Lord spoke to me and said, the balcony is full. And I said, full? And what he was saying is angels. And I'm just saying, is, is not heaven watching? If we would just open up our spiritual eyes and our spiritual ears. Time is wasting. The enemy loves to rob us of purpose. We all need more patience. But we live in a society that's instant, don't we? Because everything has to be done easier. And I get it. <laughs> we all like, it, it is good to work smarter than harder at times. I remember the first major lawnmower I bought. I bought a 52-inch cut, zero-turn commercial bobcat. It was awesome. One of the first things my wife said is, you bought time because it took me four and a half hours to mow on my little 38-inch cut John Deere. I could mow it in just over two on the Bobcat. I still had to mow the same yard, but it just was a more efficient machine, and it made, you know, just cut my time in half. We all use more of time, but society is like, it has to have a remote. It has to have this. You need an instant starter. Now, now, please, don't give me any hate mail. It's okay if you have an instant starter or you have remotes. We have remotes, too. You know, we have a garage door opener that opens the garage, you know, and all that stuff. Everybody has that kind of stuff. I get it. But we just, we, we just almost expect it. <laughs> the kids that are growing up today, when, now there's people in this room, you know, if I was acting like this, you'd know what it was doing. What am I doing? And I'm hitting that thing that goes ding. There's kids in here that go, why did you slap the TV? What's this? They don't, I mean, or they get a keypad or a keyboard, but everything is now. I mean, even I, you can, you can talk to your phone. Your phone will do it for you. We were just saying the other day, remember what it was like to have a landline? We'd go, we, we were in ministry and we'd leave uh, Mom Bowling, we'd leave her house and it was an hour and 45 minute drive. That was how far it was when we started this church. And rather than call and pay the long distance bill, we would call and let it ring twice and hang up. That was the code. You know, so we never got charged for the call because we were just like, okay, because that's, that's what it was. But now, I mean, you know, we can say this. If I said it now, my, my iPad would probably act up. But you can ask Siri or Alexa or whatever. My granddaughter, they, Sam has one of those houses that he can go, Alexa, turn on the lights in the living room. Alexa, turn on the TV. Turn the volume up, please. Boop. Alexa, you know. I'm a, so it was my little granddaughter, she figured that out. She goes, Alexa, turn on the TV. <laughs> TV comes on. I'm like, they're like, we got to change this. Because <laughs> she can tell Alexa what to do. <laughs> but we have this thing where, you know, we don't want to waste any time. I talked to a pastor one time, and he said, I got to get a new cell phone. I said, why? And he said, because this one takes too long. So what do you mean? Well, it's a, and it was the next model. He said, it gets to where I have to go five seconds faster than my old phone. And I said, okay, why is that such a big deal? Because five seconds, if I use my phone this many times a day, five seconds times this, times that, times seven, times a month, I am wasting 
I'm like, you got more time on your hands just to figure that out, dude. Than... But we just live, our minds work like that. I'm sure he's very efficient. I mean, that's great. I, and so it makes me feel like, you know, I don't know. I kind of like the old phone where, hello? Uh, I get it. But we cannot believe the lies of the enemies anymore. We want to live a life on purpose for God. God, let me have my life and let me use it to the fullest of its capacity. Here's our, I want to give you some lies that the enemy has about patience, okay? So we're going to talk about lies that the enemy is throwing out there for patience. Here's one of the first lies. Patience is passive. And again, I am talking to myself. Talking to myself. Brett, do you hear that? I do. Talking to myself. Patience is passive. That's a lie. James 1.4, let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Uh, New King James says, let patience have its perfect work. See, when we see patience or we have patience and we just kind of think of it just sitting and waiting or watching the world pass by, doesn't it? I got to be doing something. Waiting and waiting. But that's really not Bible patience at all. Bible patience is not passive. It is active and assertive. It is locked and loaded. It is concentrated and released with precision and intention. I never saw it this way before, but patience is power. You know why? Because patience is linked to your faith. If you are believing what God said, you are not concerned about it because it's linked together. And we need to let some of this stuff just sink in. And I'm saying, patience is power. That would also make it understandable why the enemy works so hard to get us to step out of patience every day because we need that power to do what god wants us to accomplish and he doesn't want you to get that power the enemy doesn't think about when you're not patient how it makes you feel and i never really thought about that but if i was to examine my feelings when i'm like he's got to do something i wish it would mm, right now you know i'm not at rest i'm not at peace I'm frustrated. I feel helpless. That isn't a position of power. The Bible patience is just saying, I need you to stand firm. Now, sometimes we want what we want, and God wants what we need and want, and we need to match, you know, not our will, but his will. How many know what I'm saying? You can always want something, and I'm not saying that's bad because I think we're supposed to want things. But we also want what he wants. We want things that, the, that stay inside his will. But Bible patience, it is saying, I'm going, to, I'm going to hold out. I'm going to stand on this. I'm going to be actively believing, speaking, and acting as your word commands me to do. You cannot be a... You're, you're going to... Anybody can cannot have patience. Okay, to stand with patience is going to take some gumption. Isn't it nice to finally find somebody with gumption? It's good to have some gumption every once in a while, isn't it? Would you like your kids to, do they just want to quit? No, no. You know, <clears throat> let me say this. When I was in high school, I was a, I, I was, I was a good athlete. My, my favorite sport was football. I was good at football. I was, and I'm not sitting here saying, look at me. I'm just saying that was just, it was true. I, God had blessed me to, I could run. 
I could plow people over. I could tackle people. I had good hands. I could catch. I had a good sense of the body. I mean, it was just one of those natural abilities that was great. I was good in karate. I was just good in sports. And I decided I would go out for the swim team. Does this look like a swim team body? No, it does not. Thank you. I'll answer that for you. There was a time that it might look a little better, but at this time, it, you know, it did not. There's no time to say amen during that. <laughs> Keep your eye on that one. Anyway, I went out for the swim team, and, and people had said, you know, you will, you'll never make the swim team. And I thought, yes, I will, because I could swim. And I, sure enough, I made the swim team. But I didn't like it. I made the team. I proved to myself I made the team. And I didn't want to stay on the team. And I went to my mom and I went to my dad and I said, okay, I made the team, but I don't like it. Number one, I didn't look good in my outfit. <laughs> now, later, as I, you know, as I became a, a you know, bodybuilder and all that, that, that was a different story. But at that point, it was not good. And, uh, but that wasn't, you know, that wasn't a good enough reason. This is what my parents had said to me. And, and I, I think this is a good thing. So those that have team, this is what they said. They said, no, you, you went out for the team. You made an obligation to the team. You're going to stay on that team and you're going to do your best. You do not have to go out again. You do not have to go out next year. If you don't want to play it again, don't play it again. But you went out, you made the team. You're not quitting just because you don't like it now. And they made me stick with it. And you know what? I, at the time, I didn't like it. But the principle was true. The principle is true because that's what, when we start saying, God, you know, I'm going to do what you want me to do. In the beginning, that's good, isn't it? But then there's, there's life and things happen. And the job didn't come out the way it was or something didn't happen this way or whatever. But are you going to just say, okay, I am, I'm done. No, you need to stick that out unless God gives you another directive. You need to stay and stand firm. That's what Bible patience is. Lord, this is what you told me, or this is what I'm believing for. You know, and unless he is saying, I get it, and I've got it, and it's in this, just trust me. However he wants to do it, but you have to stand firm for what God is calling you to do. There's a battle of believing, isn't it, in your mind? Your will and your emotions. Your soul battles all that stuff. Here's the second lie. But see, God wants you in that active position of spiritual uh, believing. The second lie. Patience is a personality trait. Let me explain. Hebrews 10.36. Patient endurance is what you need now so you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that he has promised. That's Hebrews. Now, you've heard this. I've heard this. I'm just not a patient person. That's just not who I am. You know, that's, that is a cop-out statement. I've heard people say it. You, maybe you said it. You know, sometimes I have said that same, probably very similar. So if we're not a patient person by nature, we're just saying, then this doesn't apply to me. I don't have to be patient. You might be able to be patient, but since I am not that by nature, I'm allowed to just go off the handle anytime I want, and it's okay. Here's the problem. Patience is not a personality trait. It is a developed quality. You need to listen to what I'm saying. 
It is a cultivated fruit of the Spirit, and God says we have need of it. It is a developed quality. He says that love is patient. Love your neighbor as yourself is the second greatest commandment. Remember last week, if God is love, it isn't optional then, then we have to use these gifts. They're all tied to patience. Have you ever given your heart to the Lord and you knew you were saved, but have you had in your walk not felt saved? So you have to have patience to know, okay, I know what truth is. I know I'm, I don't feel saved right now. Oh, I so want to say something. Oh, I so would like to smack them and pray for their healing later. Oh. <laughs> when we were born again, when you accept Christ as your Savior, all the fruit of the Spirit is placed right inside you. But we, as believers, make that decision to, to make it grow, to cultivate it, to allow it to work. We can't really afford to do it any other way because our will is the gateway to the Spirit of God. That's why Jesus had to say, not what I want, what you want. You need to understand, we have this. That's the thing. As our position as a believer, it's all been supplied for us, but we have to receive it and then put it to use. Brett, are you telling me I have patience? I am telling you, you have patience. If you are a born-again believer, you have patience. Now, you might not have developed it. Maybe some people have got theirs working a little better than yours. But it's a great place to start. I mean, it's going to happen in little things. It'll happen in the time you go to Walmart to get in the quick check line, and all of a sudden, it doesn't be so quick. Somebody's having a problem or something or this or that. or You know, I'm just telling you, I went to Disney World with my son. And I don't know what was going on, but I think every time we got into line, there was somebody with very small children that were not having a Disney day. And they were going up, and they were going up to Zach, pulling on his shirt, and he's trying to act like, <laughs> and he's looking at me like, help me. <laughs> and, you know, he just had to endure some of that. I'm just like, I don't know, you're just on cue for this, bud. But your will is the gateway to the Spirit. If you say, I don't want to do the things of God, guess what? You're going to start, you will reap and sow. So I can either use my will to shut off the work of patience, or I can release it and let it have its perfect work. Let me find, God, help me in that. But that choice is up to me. It's up to you as an individual. The third lie, patience is hard to develop. Romans 5, 4 says, an endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. So the average person is like, I, I just, I can't, I don't have patience. It's too hard. You know, Maddie, when she was growing up, we, she was so strong-willed. I mean, she was like all the kids rolled into one. And, and one time, and you've heard the story on the way to church, leave your shoes on. That's the beauty of a van if you're a parent. A van enables the parent to get out of the seat and go back to the kids. They don't like that. But Kim was able to go back. Leave your shoes on. She took those things off six times on a 28-mile drive to the church. Six times she got spanked on the way to the church. Six? The kids are like, what? 
you know, she'd no sooner and put them back on, Kim would put them on and say, no, young lady, leave those on. And then you'd hear, mom, she took them off again, unclick of the belt, and back she goes. And it's just like, and the kids are like, I don't get it. And when Maddie was older, I said, Maddie, why? <laughs> she said, it's hard being have. I mean, because isn't it, that's, in life, you're going to have these opportunities. And I know I'm looking out, there's people, some of you are, have your own businesses. I see Sean over there. You've got to work with all kinds of people. And, and their schedules and their idea of how patience should be. How many have to work with customers? And if something goes wrong and their demands, some of the demands are very good. And, and as a you know, a, a boss or whatever, you're like, I get it. Please let me make that right. Others are like, okay, so you want me to buy you a Cadillac and a new house and what? <laughs> because your uh, steak was undercooked. You know, I mean, I mean some of it's just like, it's not, it's not right. But they're, they're way above and beyond. We have to say to ourselves, God, how can I be a godly man or woman and exercise patience? We've all been there. Had to keep your mouth shut. You wanted to say something. And you knew it was best not to. You know, sometimes we say a lot of stuff. I had a, well, I don't know this person, but some wise person said, you know, when you say things that you shouldn't say, you can't, it's hard to take back. It's like once you squeeze the toothpaste out of the tube, you can't put it back in. So then you got to make amends for that. We know this as believers, sometimes it is hard. But since we can do, come on, all things through Christ, because these fruits were given to us by Christ, in Christ, in him we live, come on, move, and have our being. So in Christ, by myself, I can't. I don't have all the patience. But thank God I'm not by myself, because he's always with me. He's never going to leave me or forsake me. So in him, I have, I have access to things that I didn't have access to before. So now I get into that vault that God put in there and says, here, Brett, here's all the tools you need. And patience is a big one. He has commanded us to love and be patient. And he never commands us to do something too difficult that we couldn't do it. I mean, we can do all of what he's asked us to do with the help of him. Isn't that true? If you think it's too hard to develop, I could never be patient. You've already lost. You can be patient. I, I've heard my wife tell our kids, not, and I'm not just picking on Maddie, but all of our kids. She would say, you know, you have these fruits. And they'd be, mm, the fruit of self-control. You have that fruit. You have patience. You have love. Well, I don't feel like it. This, again, this isn't about our feelings. It's about what we know we have. I can feel a lot of things, but it doesn't make it right. We cannot give up on patience. I'm going to give you a couple things to help you develop patience, so say amen to that. Here's, here's one. Pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. It edifies you. It builds up your spirit, enabling you to better operate in the way God wants you. He, he was able to download things to you, to show you what to do, tell you how to act, tell you what to say. It is praying in the spirit. 
And if you're saying, Brett, I have never prayed in the Spirit after service, you can come up here. I can help you with that. It's very easy. It is a gift from God, and God will help you go to the next level. Literally, having praying in the Spirit with the ability to speak in tongues, it is like taking a... Uh, a 110 volt something and putting it into a 440. I mean, it's, it'll just, it's amazing what God can do when we just let him. It's direct access to the throne room of God. How many remember growing up with Batman? The corny one. <laughs> Commissioner Gordon. Chief O'Hara, Adam West. Yeah. Remember the commissioner's phone, the red phone? You could go to any phone, but boy, if that phone was red, you were a direct line to Batman, to the commissioner. Baptism in the Holy Spirit is a direct line to God. It is, it is amazing. And again, more than happy to help you with that. It's really easy. Here's the second thing, practice. Every opportunity, God's going to give you an opportunity, then, then use it to practice patience. How many are married? You've been practicing. Your spouse has been practicing with you. You've been practicing with your spouse. You have children. You know, you, you're practicing. You're at work. You're, probably, you're at Walmart. You're practicing. You're at Meyer. You're practicing. You're at the gas pump. You're practicing. You're in traffic. You're practicing. I honked at a guy the other day. I'm like, I can't believe it. He just ran right out in front of me. My light was red. His light was green. <laughs> he looked back at me like what? I was like, Nothing. You ever do that? You can, and I've had opportunities that I've had to just admit that I'm wrong. When you're driving, I didn't see someone, I didn't see them or whatever. It doesn't happen that often, but, you know, the person, they honk and look at me, and uh, we were at a stop sign, and I, they, you know, I didn't see their turn signal, so I, I pulled out before they turned, and then they stop, and they look, and they did have a turn signal, on, but I didn't see it. So I just said, you know, boy, I'm sorry my fault please go ahead and they were like okay part of me wants to go i'm not that sorry but you know it was my fault and and let them go and you know but it's a practice it's a patience it's just letting that develop anybody ever say anything and you're just quick to come right back because you're smart-witted and you got something Ooh, let me just you get opportunities to practice patience you keep working at it you're going to surprise yourself one day you find out you have developed some patience and it'll, it'll start being a force in your life here's line number four we only have two left lack of patience isn't a deal breaker that is lie number four first timothy 6 12 fight the good fight of faith or fight the good fight for the true faith hold tightly to the eternal life to which god has called you which you have declared so well before many witnesses see as believers, sometimes we think we don't have to practice patience, and, and so what? It's just a pipe dream. Yeah, we'll talk about patience, but really, it doesn't really make a difference whether you have it or not. Lack of it can be a deal breaker in the spirit realm. Now, let me explain, because faith, think about it, doesn't work without patience. Think about what we're saying. It is the difference between success and failure. If you are believing you're exercising your faith. Unless it's instantaneous, it's going to require patience. If you don't want to use any patience, your faith is going to just fall flat on its face. You, you don't generally get miracles by just having faith for a few minutes and then caving in. How many have prayed for something and it, and it happened right away, which is awesome? 
We've done that. We've seen that. How many pray for something? It didn't happen right away, but it still happened. But you had to stay in faith and believe for it. And that took patience. You, uh, you can't have a lot of faith and, then, uh, and not have much fight. In other words, faith isn't afraid to fight. It isn't afraid of, of fear. If we let fear take over, then we're not believing God, are we? He didn't give you a spirit of fear. In Timothy, it says, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Faith has already won the fight. Faith has already passed tense. It already sees you as a victor. Faith is aggressive. Faith teams up with patience and packs that one, two punch. That's that Rocky Balboa, boom, boom. And it doesn't go down. It puts the devil on the run and brings the impossible to pass. It is people that are saying, I am not going to move off this. I know what God said. My wife is amazing because if God said something to her, she will go back to that time when God said it. That's what he said. It's done. And as far as she's concerned, she's not debating it. She's not discussing it. As far as it's, it's over, that's what he said. So that's where it is. Faith opens the door to God's promise and patience Wait for it. Keeps it open until the promise comes. Do you have your faith, your sights on the promises of God set today? Maybe something you've been waiting for for a long time. I can say that. (laughs) Sometimes I'm like, oh, I want this, I want this. But he knows me better than I know myself. I want what he wants. If I just do like Jesus did, I can't lose. But if you're, whatever you're believing for has been delayed, don't let that discourage you. You've got to put patience to work. And it will work for you, not against you. Because the word guarantees we receive the reward. See, I started looking at patience different. I started doing this study and started saying, I'm looking at patience like a bad thing. God is saying patience is a good thing. Here's our last one for this morning. Patience will delay the result. That's the last lie. I had to read that and say it to myself more times than I just said it now. Hebrews 6.15 says, Abraham waited patiently and he received what God had promised. The verse tells us Abraham received his promise as a result of again waiting, patience. 6.12 says this, faith and patience inherit the promise. You see those work together. It isn't just faith alone. Patience brought it home. Have you heard people say, God's not done with me yet. We are works in progress. You see, if we say, well, patience is going to keep my answer away. It's going to delay it. I have to look at that different now because I'm going to believe that's a lie. Patience will speed up my result. Never thought of that. It's kind of like an oxymoron. I went to, we were on the way to Cedar Point one time, and there was a sign that said, clean, fill dirt, wanted. Clean dirt. That's kind of what this means. Well, if I, if I have to wait for it, then it... it, it It's going to delay my result. No, but if I believe in God with what patience is and what we're learning, it's not going to delay my result. It's going to bring my result. Because I'm waiting and believing. I'm not interrupting my faith. I'm not all this and this and this. 
but I'm standing and saying, you know what, God, you have perfect, perfect timing. Patience is an indicator where our faith is on the spiritual gauge. Mine hasn't been so good lately. But the higher my patience, the stronger my faith. Because this is what I'm trying to tell you. If I'm believing God, I am not moved by my circumstances. Are you with me? Strong faith says this, I'm not moving. I don't care what it looks like. I'm getting what God promised me. I'm not moved by what I see and what I feel. I'm not moved by a passing of another day. I'm not moved by what people say. I'm not moved by what people do or don't do. I am moved by God, and I'm standing firm on what he says. If I'm willing to stand there and say, what? However long it takes, that's patience. This quote I wrote down because I thought this was, this was great. When you're willing to stand in faith forever, you won't be there very long. Think about that. That is like so profound. If I am believing God, come on. If I could just, Paul said it this. If I'm fully persuaded, God give me some fully persuaded people. If I'm fully persuaded, this is what God said. This is who God is. This is what he's doing in me. I, he spoke it to me. I believe it. That settles it. If I'm fully persuaded and I have my faith active and my patience is working, then I won't wait very long because I have no doubt that it's coming. On the other hand of that, if I let circumstances have their way, if I let the enemy get me off the mark, if I get out of the vehicle that's driving my faith and I get out of patience, I can't move forward. I'm stuck. You see, patience is the working power. Sometimes our faith has a tendency to want to waver. It is patience that comes to help make faith stand. The power of patience is necessary to keep faith strong and moving forward. That's what it is for me and you. Sometimes we don't get everything instant. Our kids would grow up and they'd say, I want this, I want this. They wanted something, they wanted a piece of candy, they wanted something sweet. And we'd say, no, you got to eat your lunch first. No, 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 I want it, I want it, I want it. Patience. They wouldn't get it till, you know, if they didn't eat their lunch, they didn't get it at all. <clears throat> I'm going to give you this one example and then we're done. I spoke at a, a youth rally one time and I, I, had a, I had all these students. There was a bunch of students and I talked to them about how many in here like... And I named, I, I want to say it was a Snicker bar, okay? And they're like, oh, man, everybody. I mean, is it your favorite? It's, some of them, it's not my favorite. Do you like, oh, everybody liked it. I mean, if you had one right now, would you, would you love to eat it? Oh, yes, we would. PB, that would be awesome. And I started describing the chocolate and the peanuts and the caramel. And it just, you know, when you break it and it's on, the kids are just like, all they could think about. Well, so I had them, everybody handed out these little, those little fun size. I don't know why they called those. It's not fun because you need about seven of them just to have some fun. <laughs> but I gave everybody one, but it wasn't Snickers. I gave them Milky Way. 
Now, see, some of the girls were like, I like Milky Way better. But this is what I said. Don't, I'm going to get you Snickers. I didn't have any right now. I sent somebody to get them. I'm giving you this. You can trade it in and get your Snickers when they come back in in just a few minutes. Or I guess, you know, if you want, you can, you can eat that. But then you can't get your Snickers. You know how many students ate their Milky Way and then asked for the Snickers? For real. A lot. And then they said, well, I, can't, I ain't getting Snickers. Because they couldn't wait to get the Snicker. They wanted, and they settled for the Milky Way. How many times in our life have we settled if we would have just put patience to work? Now, again, we want what God wants. So we don't want to just hold out for something that's a pipe dream for us. But we want what God wants. But I can tell you right now, I'm, I'd be on the clothesline hung out to dry for some of the, the patience I've just like not had. But if I understand patience and I understand it's working for me, and the more that I believe God and the more that I'm willing to go, you know what, I'm going to have what God says, period. My faith all of a sudden goes and it grows because patience will give faith life. Faith comes by what? hearing and hearing by the word of god and so the more i get god in me the more faith i have the more patience i have and that's how things get answered so this morning i challenge you this message if you didn't get anything out of it i needed to say it for me Sometimes I've, I've seen God do some amazing things. Well, many, God's always done amazing things. But there's scripture in the Bible that, that talks about you're believing and, and as soon as you believe it and say it, you can, you can sickle that. You know, the harvest is there. Boom. And I've seen that. And there's other times I thought that was going to happen and it didn't. It didn't happen right away. And I had an opportunity to still believe that it would happen. So I'm tested. Opportunity to let patience do its work. Now, if I needed it right away, and that would have been his will, I'm sure I'd have had it right away. But there's the other part of that. I could have had it right away if I'd have let patience do its work. But because I was believing the lies of the enemy. Well, you got to do something. You got to do this. I got to make it happen. I got to do that. God needs my help. How many ever thought God needed your help? And we jump in and we start doing something. And what we have really done is delayed. Had we just stayed in patience, we'd already had the answer. I hope, I know this seems like, I think I'm getting it. It's kind of like Claritin. We're just peeling back a layer. That's Claritin clear. I'm trying to make this a little clearer for you because I didn't really get it either. And I'm like, why am I talking about this? And he's like, I, I think God, sometimes I, I give him that V8 thing. I could have had a V8. I don't know. Gleason, whatever. But he's patient with me. I just, I'm asking you, there's things in your life. 
I want you to be patient on. I want you to put it to work in the way God intends for it to work. And I'm telling you, you're going to see some answers. Some of us, we just believe it's never going to happen. And that's why it hasn't happened. But if you'll believe God and you'll patiently know it's going to happen and I believe what he said, it'll happen. Does that make sense? That is your receiver. Faith always has a point of release and a point of reception. I'm not trying to make this complicated. Just, this is one of my wife's favorite words, just believe. Just believe. Bow your heads, close your eyes. Father, with every head bowed and every eye closed, those that are online, if you're saying today, PB, that's me. I've been believing the lies of the enemy about patience. Today, I'm going to turn that around. I'm going to see things come to pass. If that's you, I just want you to put your hand up, put it right back down. Yep, all over this place. Me as well. I'd have to have my hand up. But bless God, today's a new day. Father, in the name of Jesus, revelation knowledge to these people online and these wonderful people here. God, show them places that they'll say, yes, Lord, I will believe. I will trust you. If it's in giving, if it's in whatever, I will trust you. In Jesus' name, I receive it. Thank you for the answer. Those that are with your heads bowed, eyes still closed, if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, or maybe rededicate your life, just say this prayer. Dear Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and my Savior. And I give you the praise for saving me. Amen and amen. God bless you. Give God a big hand clap. Well, I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet. The, the band is going to play here in just a second. Let's do this. Um, let's give. Let's believe. You know how to get out of situations? We, so many times we just like, I know what I'm doing. I'm giving. I just let the Lord seed time and harvest. And the enemy never likes it when we give. And uh, so I just do what the enemy hates and do what God loves because you cannot outgive God. Let's pray over that offering. You, those that are online, you can give uh, text to give. You can do that here as well. You can give online. You can put it in the envelope. You can mail it to 374, whatever you want. But we're here to help you. We believe God for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for blessing. I thank you for good ground and good seed as we sow. In Jesus' name, we know that it's going in good soil, and we thank you for it. In the name of Jesus, I have everything I need. Amen and amen.